2: Eye on the Hill 2023 special coverage on Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson.
1: Welcome back to Inside Sources. This is Taylor Morgan today filling in for Boyd Matheson with my co-host, Professor Leah Murray, Professor of Political Science at Weber State University. Go Wildcats. Uh, they're going to miss Jay Hill, I think, right? Maybe. Yeah, I yeah think we'll so. see. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Probably. social media. We have to talk social media. There has been a ton of conversation about uh, regulating social media recently here in Utah. The the governor at at a summit with some of these tech leaders and with social media company representatives, Governor Spencer Cox said he was putting them on notice and he is calling for legislators this session to find ways uh, to keep kids off or limit kids access Uh, to social media due to mental health.
0: Right. So we've got with us Brad Wilcox, director of the National Marriage Project at the University of Virginia and a senior fellow of the Institute for Family Studies to help us figure this all out. Welcome to the show.
2: Uh, It's good to be here, Leah.
0: Thank you. So I feel at the root of what Taylor just said is the kind of uh, assumption, if you will, that having children or teenagers on social media is a problem. So can you talk us through, like, let's just establish that as a fact. Like, how do we know it is a problem that young people are on these social media sites?
2: Yeah, so there's certainly, you know, people out there who would sort of discount the importance of technology. It's just not a big deal for our adolescents. But what we have seen is the depression for teenage girls uh, doubled from 2010 to 2010. Uh, 2020 from 12% to 26%. We saw that self inflicted injury visits at ERs across America also doubled in that same period. And it's striking that these two trends, for instance, they were pretty flat before 2010. Also, seeing teen suicide for girls has risen to a 40 year high. So these are, I think, mm-hmm. some of the indications there's, there's a problem here. And then I think for people who are even still skeptical of this kind of empirical research, we're now also seeing studies of the introduction of the Internet, of broadband Internet in Germany, Italy, and the U.S., and what we see is that when Internet is introduced to different places and counties, there is a spike in emotional problems, again, particularly among younger females. So I think it's pretty strong scientific evidence, and the question is, you know, what can we do to sort of rein in the power of big tech in our kids' lives?
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I will be candid here. I was on KSL at night last week talking about this subject. And at the time, my position, I felt pretty strongly that parents needed to step up and that that parents and guardians uh, shouldn't outsource their job to the government. And that regardless of what the government uh, can and may do uh, to, to limit kids' access to social media – that that just wasn't the proper role of government. Now, I, I'm kind of rethinking that, uh, if I'm honest, Brad. I, I see a couple things happening here. The evidence about the negative impacts of mental health are indisputable. Those are comparable to big tobacco. Decades ago, we know that big tobacco intentionally targeted young pe- people to with marketing and with Everything on the retail front, and those kids got addicted, and then they stayed smokers or users for life. That was an intentional strategy by big tobacco. We have seen the same tactics with big tech and with social media. So, I guess the question is, like Congressman Stewart said earlier today on Dave and Dujanovic here on KSL News Radio, just because the regulations may not be effective, that doesn't mean we shouldn't try to do something. How would you respond to that?
2: I mean, I think it is the case that parents are the primary you know, educators and caretakers for our kids. I think the challenge is is the technology is moving so quickly. And it's often, I think, hard for parents to kind of keep up with their teenagers who are often very deaf.
1: Oh, uh, I got, got my 12-year-old. You know, to, my 12-year-old got his first phone last Friday. I am already way behind. He's left me in the dust. <laughs> I'm terrified. Sorry to cut you off. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, so I think, you know, part of what the proposals that I think are being considered by Utah um, would do is just kind of give parents a bit more kind of power to be parents, you know. So, for instance, your one idea is to age verify for, you know, social media um, accounts. And so if, you know, if the parent says, you know, yay, then the, the teenager can get on. So we're actually, you know, we're not proposing that there's no access or there's some kind of ban, but we are kind of giving parents as a greater power and authority to, you know, sort of say yes and no in terms of TikTok or Instagram. Um, and, you know, even the best parent, I think, can kind of fall behind. If their kids do have a, you know, smartphone, um, and keeping those kinds of um, accounts off the phone, and what's, I think challenging too. I'm also the parent of a couple of teenagers, is that you know, they get often soccer teams or are, you know, planning sessions on the smartphones. So it's it's pretty hard for the teams not to have one. So once you have one, you know, it's often, I think, hard for parents to figure out how to always sort of stay abreast. So we're kind of just, I think, giving parents a few more tools in the toolkit to kind of stay abreast of what's happening in their kids' technological lives and also kind of say, well, this particular platform like TikTok or like Instagram is one I don't really want my kids to be on. I know that, for instance, Instagram is linked to some, you know, body issues. I know that TikTok has, you know, a lot of uh, questionable kind of memes and, and, you know, commentary on anything from uh, smoking marijuana to, um, you know, to sex to, you know, other kinds of topics. And I just would prefer that my kids are not wasting time or, you know, otherwise being affected by these. So I I think it's just about kind of giving parents more power, and that's what these measures would, in in the main, do in Utah.
0: Right. So the legislation that I'm looking at has five things. One, like you said, age verify their users. Um, two, getting permission from parents for users younger than the age of 18. So that seems like, you know, we use that age a lot for a lot of things, 18. Three, giving parents access to kids social media accounts. Four, providing parents with the right to sue for financial damages. And then five, prohibiting the big tech companies from using their data or addictive algorithms on platforms serving children. So- if you could like pick one, so you said age verify, so I feel like that one you like. But if you could pick one of the other four, that maybe is the most I don't know important to be able to tackle this issue. Which one would it be?
2: Well, I, mean, I think obviously you have to use age verification to kind of get yeah. a determination of who is and is not a you know a kid. But uh, beyond that, I would certainly go with kind of giving parents the power to say yay or nay to both actually social media accounts and also pornography. So. Um, we've already seen that pass in Louisiana. I'd love to see something like that pass in, in Utah as well. So you kind of could rest, you know, relatively easy knowing that you know, you're, you know, your kids are not on Pornhub, but they're not on I'm not on TikTok. And yes, you need to play a role in helping them navigate a list, but there are some, I think, platforms that are just easier to sort of stay clear of.
0: All right. So thank you so much, Brad Wilcox, director of the National Marriage Project at the University of Virginia oh, sorry, University of Virginia. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Thanks for having me, Leah. I appreciate it. Yeah. So I maybe, Taylor, and I'm also a parent of teenagers, and you are, right? C- Almost
1: 12 year old and a seven year old. It's got coming quickly.
0: 15 and 13. And I feel, right, what we were saying off the air was this is really the parent's job. But I don't see any problem with this, right? So I feel like, yeah, you got to be 18 to do a lot of things, right? You got to be 16 to learn to drive. And my child needed my permission to get their permit, right? So I don't really see this as infringing. Too much. And so I feel like it is government helping. Are you persuaded?
1: Uh, um, I think it's a little overly simplistic to equate social media use with, say, alcohol use by okay. kids. I Look, I'm not saying that social media use, it can't be harmful and doesn't have an impact on mental health. We know that's true. The data say that's true. But I don't necessarily see it on that same level. Before we jump to government getting in our lives and trying to do something new, Uh, to help us make good choices. I think parents and mentors and teachers and guardians, I think we need to try a little bit harder first and then work with our leaders to uh, maybe get some tools that could help.
0: All right, so not persuaded yet, Taylor. Almost. Almost. Coming up after the break, we'll have some final thoughts about what's going on up at the legislature. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night.